and welcome in to a very special, fun astrology podcast. Thomas Miller with you still on the road, but podcast equipment in hand, and here we go. Let's talk about what's going on in the United States today. For those of you listening internationally to the U.S., Canada, Europe, Australia, all other places uh, around the world where this podcast is heard, obviously you're watching this with great interest too. So let's start our conversation with today's chart, Washington, D.C. as the location, 12 p.m., high noon, Eastern Time. There is no right time to look at today's chart. You could look at it at 7 a.m. when the polls opened. I guess that would be kind of a birth of the election process. High noon, kind of midday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I mean, what time people will still be in line? So when the polls close, if you're in line, you get to vote. So I'm just picking some random times. But as I land on 12 noon, that puts the big three, Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, in the first house, which would indicate some kind of possible change or shakeup or conflict. At 12 noon, Mars is in the fourth house. So again, the home. We're talking about the battle for the home of the White House. That puts Mars and Eris in the fourth house. Discordia and Discordia's brother Mars. <laughs> trouble and trouble. Mercury is in still in retrograde at noon today. It's in the 10th house in Libra. Communication, challenges around communication, challenges around the voting process still. Also, that Mercury retrograde is square Saturn. We talked about that yesterday. And the sun itself is in the 11th house, which is, of course, the house of people. It's the house of the tribe, the community, large groups. Scorpio, the scorpion, pow, even rules death, the 8th house. Now, I just rolled it back. I gave myself an idea there. Uh, Roll it back to 7 a.m. because that is, in essence, the birth of the election process. So let's take a look at when the polls open. Now that sun in Scorpio is in the first house. In horary or electional astrology, you look at the first house as the querent. It is the question being asked. So we've got the sun, you know, what I just said basically about the sun in Scorpio in the first house. I mean, it still, to me, brings a shadow over the process. The big three, Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto, third house now. So that's the house of communication, learning, knowledge. Mars and Discordia are in the sixth house. That's the house of the job, the J-O-B. What are we voting about? The job of president. So there's Discordia in the house of the job. So you see how you really can't so much read this in any particular way. There are just way too many variables. If we bring the chart of the United States in, and try to do any kind of house analysis, there are about three or four good times that have been selected as birth times for the United States. So there again, we just don't have the symmetry of the knowledge of where to anchor this. So let's pick the chart apart a little bit more in the typical way that we would do if this were any other day. And the big highlights, we talked about this last week, is Neptune is in a T-square with the nodes of the moon. Remember, we talked about that, I think it was on Thursday of last week. So basically, the nodes of the moon, which are always opposite each other, 
now are forming a right angle square to Neptune in Pisces. So Neptune is also in retrograde. Don't forget that. So this brings, again, cloudiness, fog, indecision. It also brings to me the picture of a challenge of direction. So in other words, if we take the nodes of the moon just as their pretty much pure meaning of the south node being the karma that we brought in, the north node being the direction that we are to go, here we are at a crossroads with Neptune right in between that line saying, you don't know where you're going and you don't know where you're coming from. So how in the heck are you going to get there? (laughs) But isn't that the conflict? Haven't we been seeing this being played out ad nauseum for the last six to nine months? Are you going to be so glad this is over one way or the other? It's like, let's just get on with it. You know, we've been, this this buildup has been amazing. So yeah, I think that's really the most significant aspect in the sky today is this T-square with Neptune. Now, the other one we've talked about and mentioned it yesterday is the Mercury square to Saturn. Mercury stays in retrograde until 12.49 p.m. Eastern Time, as in noon hour. That could even bring an interesting dynamic because the last time, we mentioned this before, the last time that Mercury turned direct on an election day itself was the 2000 election between George W. Bush II and Al Gore, and that one was decided several weeks later by the Supreme Court. However, Mercury turned direct in the evening after the polls were closed. This time, Mercury turns direct while voting is still going on. And I would just venture to guess that as Mercury starts to slowly move forward during the day, that uh, subtle observers might even see some kind of a shift, or maybe the things that we'll never know about. Voting patterns in the afternoon might be different than voting patterns in the morning. That's very possible under this kind of situation. The other thing that I think we should consider is also the moon. The moon is in Gemini, moved in yesterday. It is sextile to Mars and square to Neptune. Now that Neptune square is a little bit of a wide orb, but it's only three degrees on that sextile to Mars. Either way you cut it, that combined aspect, the the Mars sextile, the Neptune square, is going to cause an increase in emotional sensitivity. So on the positive side, on one side of the coin, it could be emotional grounding, emotional power, emotional forcefulness. On the shadow side, it could mean riots in the streets, emotional tension, in other words. Now, from my new keyword software program and from the you-can't-make-this-stuff-up department, Let me read you the keywords that are showing up on the search for today. These are from strongest, and I'll go about halfway down the list. You'll get the idea. Effort, work, organization, mourning, as in M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. We know that half the country is not going to like what happens today. Death, projects, change, crisis, stubbornness, purpose, sociability, ambition, disease. Boy, doesn't that read almost like today's headlines. 
The other thing I mentioned yesterday, and we'll wrap up with this, is to take a look at each of the candidates and just see if there is anything else that we've missed with the current transits. And I mentioned specifically Donald Trump to see if we could see where this just elation from these uh, rallies that he's been having, the boat parades, the car parades. I've seen them. You've seen them. It's been like nothing I've ever seen in six decades of being on the planet. That's a bunch of presidential elections. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Well, Jupiter, the planet of expansion, even though it's in Capricorn, is opposite Donald Trump's sun. The other thing that I think is super significant is that Donald Trump's north node is exactly has made an exact return in the transiting chart. The north node right now is parked right over his natal north node. That would indicate some kind of destiny or purpose. Jupiter, the expansion. So the only thing I I think I could say to the consolation of the half of you that would be disappointed if indeed Donald Trump is ultimately declared the winner of this election is from an astrological perspective, and hear me now, this is from the chart, that there would be some kind of purpose to it. So if you are a Trump supporter, you could rest in the fact that you could say anointed or purposed. If you are a Biden supporter, you could say that, well, at least there seems to be a wind of fate that has blown. Now, when we look over at Joe Biden's chart, Joe Biden has four planets in Scorpio, Mars, Mercury, the Sun, and Venus. And the Sun is just one day off of a direct conjunction with his natal Mars. They're one degree apart. Mars, of course, is the ancient ruler of Scorpio. So we have fire, fire, and that's a very powerful indicator. It is, however, in the 12th house, and the 12th house is the house of endings and completions. Now, the big three, Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, show up in Joe Biden's second house, which is the house of money and finance, where he does not have any planets. But on the other side of the chart, over in Cancer, at 25 degrees, he has Jupiter. So that puts Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter in a direct opposition to his natal Jupiter, but it's closest to Saturn. So that could say that Saturn is kind of dampering his expansiveness, his Jupiter. And it should also be noted that his natal Jupiter was in retrograde. I think we've seen that in contrast to Donald Trump's rallies. We've seen not a lot of people at the Biden rallies. Does that mean that he's going to lose? No, none of that does. Saturn comes into another play in Joe Biden's chart because his Saturn, natally, is in Gemini at nine degrees and it was in retrograde. The moon today will cross over his retrograde Saturn, but that conjunction will happen before the poles open, but not by much. So that does kind of, in a sense, activate that Saturn sitting in the seventh house of relationships in Gemini. I'm using the 7 a.m. start time of the election for that uh, that interpretation. 
So look, astrologers have looked at this from all sides, upside down and backwards, and the whole thing is just still inconclusive. So we'll see how all of that plays out. There is the line out and the line up. I will be with you again in the morning, and we will just see where we are. And if you're in the United States, please, by all means, I hope that it is in your plans today to vote. Thanks so much for listening. Let's just wish this the very best and send positive energy to the process and make that our goal. Lots of love. All right, we'll see you tomorrow on the other side of the election of 2020.